0: This is funny shit. Watch your mouth! It's Christmas time.
1: Welcome back, Secret Santas, to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Today, we're talking Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale, the 2010 Finnish fantasy action horror film, written and directed by Jalmari Hillander, about people living near Kova probably said that wrong, who discovered the secret behind Santa Claus. I have also seen this fairly recently.
2: Um, so... I had intended uh, on choosing a different Christmas movie, and I was talking to a mate of mine who's into horror movies, and I was like, I can't think of like other than sort of silly ones. Like, what's just like a like a good Christmas horror movie? Like, I can't actually think of one. And he recommended this movie to me, um, and I checked it out. I was like, oh yeah, I'll you know see what this is like. Um, and I thought it was quite good. Um, it's one of those like you almost forget that. It's a Christmas movie. It's not one of those, like, Christmas movies where it's just, oh, and here's a Christmas pun, and, like, oh, and I'm going to throw um, turkey based at you, or, like, you know, something that's just, like, just yeah. using mm-hmm. um, Christmas as the punchline.
0: That's so upsetting.
2: I really like um, European horror movies as well. I've, I always find they're a lot darker than... Um, like an American or or UK take. Um, And I thought they did that really well in this one. I think that the, um, I was going to say Santa, but as you find out towards the end of the film, they are actually elves. I think Mm. the elves in this movie are really fucking creepy. Um, And it's just, um, it's just one of those movies where you, where you're kind of just like strapped in for the ride and you're like, all right, here we go. It's just going to get more and more intense. And I think that it's an enjoyable horror movie it's enjoyable Christmas movie it's it's I don't know I was just kind of really impressed by its ability to to do that so I picked that I would be interested to know um yeah your takes on what you think of this sort of as like a Christmas horror movie because there's not really a lot of them and a lot of them that are out there are um are quite silly and and don't kind of put the effort in but I feel like this is one that uh one that did
1: I watched this for the first time about four or five days ago and I'll be honest, I enjoyed it so much that I watched it with my brother again the next night. And it was, for me, it was actually more entertaining the second time around. I think because the first time I was looking at it from a, you know, podcast review point where I was like, oh, I've got to keep an eye out for cinematography and details, whereas the second time I could just relax and just watch it. and you know, for an indie film, yeah, it has the same hallmarks of a typically lower budget production, but, you know, I don't think that necessarily hindered it. I was still entertained throughout, thought the casting was great, you know, the story was completely over the top, especially with some sequences, but that's exactly what I want for a Christmas horror hybrid. I don't want a low-key horror film centred around Christmas. I appreciated, you know, the santa claus slash elves character because you know i I just find some christmas horror movies go a bit too dumb with some of the things like that 2015 film krampus the trailer looked okay and then watching that movie i was like oh this is so fucking stupid i can't i can't finish this movie even though i have to but Mm. you know my own personal belief is if you're going to do anything like supernatural Commit all the way, go over the top, or just fuck right off. You know, and this movie commits all the way. There's some interesting plot twists. There's really great acting all around, especially with the children characters, which you don't see for, mm-hmm. well, admittedly, I haven't seen most kids in like Christmas horror movies. <laughs> it's usually centered around adults, but even then, some kids in horror movies, I'm like, Ugh, this is so stupid. But no, I really, really liked it. But BP, what's your take?
0: Yeah, I didn't actually never heard of this movie till Cooper um, mentioned it. And then, um, so I, fun fact, well, funny thing, I downloaded it and then I started watching it. And then I realized scenes where they were speaking in da- is it Danish. Yeah. Uh, Finnish. Dan- yeah, Finnish. Uh, and then I'm like, am I meant to be understanding what's going on here? Because the kids are talking and they've probably got about 15 minutes in. And then I was like, ah, I need subtitles and I couldn't find it. So then actually, it was on SBS On Demand of all places um as a film so yeah redownload it and then started watching it again I-, I thought it was interesting i i didn't hate it i didn't like love it but i i thought it was it's a different type of movie i wouldn't really ever watch um which i i like sort of doing these recordings and stuff that we can sort of expand our horizons beyond sort of, just straightforward sort of horror films um i thought this was actually like quite a i wouldn't say beautiful it was Quite a pretty film in terms of some of the shots that were set up. There's some really nice, there's one shot at the at the start, the main guy's talking to the group of guys, and you've got the mountains behind um behind him. It was actually a really nice um shot. Um I really liked the music in this, the score in this was actually really mm. beautiful. And there was a recurring Christmas jingle that kept playing in some of the scenes, like a little like did. Mm. Um and i really liked i and i thought graphically this was really good considering it had a low budget i thought it yeah. was considering it's you know shot in the snow um, even the helicopter sequence at the end um was quite nice as well um the santa claus things didn't really kind of uh scare me like it was a different take um and as you said justin the kids in this were actually pretty decent for like acting wise as well um Yeah, I think overall it was an interesting film, Um, yeah.
1: I can't imagine how much trouble they would have faced producing this movie because anything to do with snow, anything to do with a large amount of white colours. So, you know, there's a lot of establishing shots, like huge wide shots of the snow covered mountains. You know, if you fuck up the white balance on a camera, that footage is lost. You can try and color correct it, but often it means like people's skin tones are like much, much different. Like they might be a bit more green tinged, they might be more red tinged. But, you know, for such a smaller budget and considering this is an independent horror film, they knocked it out of the park. So, my favorite part about this movie is actually the whole overall production and effort put into this. I can see that every single detail was taken care of from audio to the soundtrack to. The writing, the casting, the directing just really surprised me. I wasn't expecting it to be that good from such a high production value point of view. Um, In terms of sequences, I think the first 15 minutes are crucial to any movie. So you have the introduction with the family, with the kids. You know, there's a mystery around what's in that. i'm just gonna call it ice volcano (laughs) and (laughs) you know if you don't volcano (laughs) like if you don't get someone's attention in the first 10-15 minutes you've lost them for good Mm. but kept me intrigued kept me wanting to watch the rest of the movie likewise the second time around when i watched it i thought i'd have to explain to my younger brother being like no no just stick around it gets really good like trust Mm. me the first 10 minutes of any movie are always boring and instead, he watched the whole thing, never went on his phone. I think, if anything, I was on my phone the second time for some parts because I'm always on Instagram and shit. So, yeah, big kudos to the team. Uh, Coop, did you have any particular favourite parts of Rayx Sports?
2: When the uh, when they've got the initial set, when they think that that's Santa, when they've got one of the elves locked up in, in the barn um, and he wakes up and he's just, like, in the corner... Um, And the kid walks in, and he's just kind of like moving his, moving his head towards the kid, and it's like he can smell, smell the kid. Oh, he's coming again! I thought that was yeah, really creepy, really well done. And when you see his face, it's really like really jarring. Um, uh, Like you both mentioned about some of the really good shots uh, in this movie, in the helicopter scene where you've got that overhead view of all the elves um, running on their their running on all fours. Um, and chasing the helicopter that was just like really well done and and like you just see the enormity of um all these things uh coming after him and and really ups the ante once again in a a movie that's already like what the fuck is going on Mm. um so i thought that that scene in particular was probably like a big standout moment for me that's sort of like when it was hitting its absolute climax that it had been building so well towards throughout the the whole movie
0: overall it was uh Uh, those establishing scenes the opening shot is just quite nice it's a good setup Um, I appreciate they did just go for a soundtrack in this but in this sort of movie it's hard to even kind of comprehend even if a soundtrack was to be applied and what you would play so the fact they kind of went for a score in this and personally it gave me vibes of like Halo like the video game something sort of in that sort of realm and I thought it was really nice and I liked that as we've discussed, it wasn't pushing on the Christmas theming too much, but that was that nice kind of reoccurring theme of, I don't know what the jingle is. I've got it in my head. It's like a ding ling that kept sort of playing in some of the scenes very subtly in the background, which is nice. Um, and I, in terms of a scene, though, i actually thinking, I liked the ending sequence where it's sort of showing them getting, you know, day 24, day 12, sort of getting to the end of like them preparing to be Santa Claus. There's a nice shot where... Uh, one of them get, gets put in the box and it goes into the back of a cargo ship and it kind of gave me like Top Gun vibes or something, like the big airport hangar and it was a really nice sort of centre shot in the afternoon and then sort of walking out, that's when it ends. I thought it was quite nice.
1: Yeah. There's... Um, I was just about to say, when I saw the poster and the trailer for this movie, my first thought was actually, please don't be like one of those run-turn sequels. You know the sequel where it's set at the ski resort and it's like all snow covered? I was like, please don't be like that. So I was very happy that it was a complete opposite of that piece of shit movie. I do have a criticism for this film. It's not to do with the production or the actors or anything. It's actually around the lack of marketing. So I think this could have been a huge, like very popular movie where, you know, given the right ad spend across like Google, Facebook or Instagram, even just like some press releases or interviews, anything would have been good. Really? I know that indie films always face this kind of struggle when it comes to marketing, but felt like marketing was not really taken into account. You know, there were some things that were sent like little press kits around the two previous short films along with the synopsis and just some fun details about the full length feature film way, way back in 2009 to 2010 to drum up hype, but it's not that popular. I think it's one of those movies that deserves to be, I I wouldn't say mainstream popular, because then that takes away from the appeal, but just at least, you know, known amongst horror movie lovers. So, um, you know i wouldn't be surprised if most people are watching or listening to this and being like what's that what's it about exports is that a cannibal movie but instead they're actually gonna find this is a really good christmas com- christmas comedy christmas horror comedy hybrid so yeah that that's my only criticism though but uh Coop, did you have any least favorite parts of the movie
2: Nothing that really jumps to mind, um, I mean I'd, I'd probably have to agree with you because I hadn't heard of this movie until uh, my friend Sam had, had mentioned this. Um, so I had no idea that this this was out there, so I think you're probably spot on with that. Um, I can't think of sort of any weak moments in the movie that made me go, oh that's a bit, you know, or anything like that, mm. so I can't think of anything.
1: No, that's fair. Uh, BP, likewise, same question, did you have any least favourite parts of the movie?
0: Um, I'm with you guys can't really think of anything that mainly for me, I guess, like of uh, wasn't as scary as maybe I kind of hoped, but I mean, it was still a good film. So I think they did everything at least all right, if not better. So I think it, as, as Coop said, it is nice to see. It is interesting, I guess, watching like an Australian horror film, uh, American horror film. A UK horror film, and then a European sort of horror film, and seeing how different sort of markets and how they film, I guess a horror movie. And I think this is a, a nice example of a nice Christmas horror uh, horror comedy, a nice Christmas, uh, a nice Christmas horror film. So, um, yeah, no, I think they do everything uh, pretty good in this film, and yeah, it's a shame. There's no, I guess, like you said, marketing. But I do like in the process of just having a look at it now, they've kind of got that logo. I don't know. It's like a little spider Mm. thingy. I kind of like that they went with that as if, like, if there was a sequel, someone might recognise that and go, oh, that's that Rare Exports film. So I kind of like they set that up and they've kind of used that. It's kind of nice that they've set that like a trademark of sorts.
1: Yeah. It also helps legitimise that this could be real. Mm. You know, maybe if they played the angle of, you know, fear of the unknown or fear of uh other cultures other people you know they could be like discover the real truth behind santa claus he's not in the north pole he's in amsterdam or he's in Mm. finland or you know just something to drum up some hype around it if i try to think of other christmas horror movies i can only think of american-based ones like our next episode is on jack frost the 1997 you know completely campy over the top classic which is not the jack nicholson one but then likewise (laughs) i was trying to think of an australian christmas horror movie i can't think of one that immediately springs to mind you know most australian horror movies are very for for some reason always around crocodiles i'm so sick of seeing crocodiles i don't (laughs) want to see rogue i don't want to see Bloody bait mm. 3D. I don't want to see <laughs> shit like that constantly. I just wish Australia would have some nerves to actually produce a Christmas horror comedy hybrid, or even just something that's not like Lake Mungo or The Tunnel or Bloody The Barbadook. I'm sorry, I hate The Barbadook. That is one of the oh. stupidest movies I've ever seen. I will. That's how I feel about. With.
0: That's how I feel about Smile. So. You know my pain now. <laughs>
1: oh, BP, speaking of that movie, though, there's so many reviews I've seen which are exactly word for word your exact feelings on that. <laughs> and I'm just like, did BP write these reviews?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm botting them all. Yeah, I'm all bots. Yeah, yeah I paid them.
1: You're on a vendetta. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I hit up Stacey and, you know.
2: <laughs> By the way, I'm pretty sure. pretty sure unless we're thinking of a different movie that that the family Jack Frost one it's Michael Keaton not Jack Nicholson
1: Ah shit I thought it was Jack Nicholson
2: (laughs) (laughs) if it's the one in um if it's the 98 one um unless there's another Jack Frost movie with Jack Nicholson but
1: no I just looked it up it is Michael Keaton Okay, I thought I'd point that out before it's too late. <laughs> I'm going to have to do like what I did when I kept saying Audrey Plaza instead of Aubrey Plaza for the child's <laughs> file. I'll have to put the word over the top. <laughs> Just wanted to say thank you both for joining me again today, BP and Coop. Thank
2: you. Uh, thank you in Finnish. I don't know how to say it, but yeah, that it's implied.
1: It's probably like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I'll stop> <laughs> Actually, maybe I might edit that part out of my cross-like
0: I'm <shit>. offended.
1: <laughs> I think you're only offended because I gave Smile 8.6 out of 10.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Kitos. That's how you say Kitos.
0: Uh, Kitos. Ah. True for dare. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listeners, in our next episode, we discuss Jack Frost the ultimate horror Christmas movie. And no, it's not the one starring Jack Nicholson. It's the much superior version that's completely campy and so over the top that, honestly, I'm surprised that it got made. Blow me. Like, comment, share, tip, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And if you hated our podcast,
0: these things like were so nice. Why, but.
2: When one video ends,
1: just open up another one. And
2: it's called Baby Food. Alright, I support you.